Hello, everybody. This is RPG Cast 477 for October 13th, 2018. And today I am your host. I'm Anna Marie Privet here. Hi, everybody. Hi. 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 Hello. So today we have Chris Privateer. Hi. And Kelly Ryan. Can't remember names of games, apparently. And Joshua Carpenter. Howdy, howdy. Also, our Alexa cannot shut up today. Nope, not today. You need to ask her to meow. Oh, we've done that. Alexa, open a box of cats. (laughs) There, she did it. There, it's now meowing. All right. So this has been an interesting week. So let's talk about video games. <laughs> wow, very insightful. Since I don't want to talk events. about the fact that I was in the emergency room for eight hours, let's just talk hey, about video games. No, no, let's. That's that's why you were sick. You have you have tummy problems. Yeah, but we were worried it was appendix problems, but it wasn't. So that's good. It, it just took them a long time to figure out it wasn't it my appendix. It takes them forever. They just don't want to get sued, and they work <laughs> Did- slowly. Do they know you on a first name basis now? No, um, they should. Well, they the funny thing is, is the lady who came in and did um, my the scan of yeah, all the my organs. Yeah, the ultrasound lady recognized. Yeah, yeah. It was like, haven't I've I seen you guys you before. here before? I it's like, this yeah, up you before. Yeah. Yes. So my my sister has a very accident prone cat. Mm-hmm. Um. He he fell down some stairs and got some internal bruising, and then like a month later, he. Uh, fell off of something and broke his patella accident prone huh? you're yeah and that cat. you need to take it away from her <laughs> the, the the pet emergency place started to recognize him and my sister because he was in the hospital so much when he was a kitten our our local um vs like veterinary emergency services knows our cat really well because he's the yep. cat that behaves when he gets chemo yeah, because he's too scared to move. Yeah, he's terrified. And it's kind of and funny because you have cute. to very awkwardly explain it to them. Huh. And it's not that my sister does a bad job of taking care of Joey. It's that Joey is a very stupid daredevil of a cat that yeah. tries to make jumps that he can't make. So he's an internet cat. Yeah, right. yeah, he's a jackass cat. Okay. <laughs> Oh, goodness. So, Kelly, yes. I want to jump into what you've been playing first, because I see a game on here that really excites me. Um, Is it Konami Pixel Puzzles? Absolutely. Okay, because I thought it would be the other one. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, the, the Konami just surprise dropped Konami Pixel Puzzles, and it's a free-to-play Picross game that's all Konami focused. Um, and and <laughs> what's funny is that a lot of the stuff in it is like only got released in Japan, so I don't even recognize it. But then it also has like Bomberman puzzles. Uh, well, I mean, you just you have three grids and you can save three different puzzles at once, but you can't pick what puzzles you have to solve. It, it um, gives you a puzzle at random and then once every couple of hours or so you unlock a puzzle boss fight that is a 15 by 15 and you, you can only do those like once every four hours or something it has a cooldown. 
Interesting. I'm going to have to and check it, this out. It's completely free to play. I don't know if they're going to have some pay-to-play elements in it at some point because it, it says that it gives you, like, ten free hints. So I'm wondering if they're going to patch in, like, being able to buy hints. It sounds like there's Somehow. ads and you can't get rid of them, though. Yeah, there's there's like a pop-up ad every time you solve a puzzle that you can just click away. And my my one complaint with this oh, game whoa, is whoa, that... Oh, you missed, you missed the best part. It plays Konami music while you're doing this. Yeah, Yes, yes. So you hear Gradius music, uh, Castlevania music, uh, all kinds of good music. Okay. Um, my one complaint is that I have a Samsung Galaxy Note, and it does not work with my stylus. So I have to your use true my stylus is your yeah. finger. Yeah. So you have to use your finger and that can get kind of hairy when with the 15 by 15. Whoa, 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 puzzles. Whoa, whoa. We don't need to hear about your hairy finger. Chris. Uh, she said it could get hairy. <sighs> Carrying on Kelly. What else have you been playing this week? So Josh and wheels finally convinced me to start up trails of cold steel. Yay. I think browbeat might be more accurate. I, I was trying to be nice. You guys were like, play it. Play it. One of us. One, One of, us. of us. One of us. Carry on. So, so yeah, I, I started it up. I haven't gotten very far. It's, um, the story has been kind of so long that every time I actually get to gameplay segments, it's like, oh, okay, time for bed. But so you're not yes. with Dragon Quest yet. So, Why would you start up Trails yeah, of Cold the, Steel? The first bit of the game is really dense. Yeah. She's played Trails games before. She knows yeah. this. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm aware of this, but I, I'm fully sucked in because um I got through my little orientation and your teacher dropping you into the uh first tutorial dungeon. Yeah. And the one guy being a complete jerk to the noble and then the noble being a complete jerk back. And Thus far, you just Gaius listen to is... Gradius music. The, the no, whole... turn that down. Okay. Uh, thus sure? far, Gaius is yes, my favorite character. <laughs> Sorry, Gaius? Kelly. Doctor Gaius. No, uh, I, I think his name is Gaius. He, he's the one with the man bun and the sandals. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's from the plains. I, I thought he had a bit of a Native American feel to him with the sandals, but. Yeah, just wait till you get there. Yeah, yeah. You, ev- you eventually get to go to the Nord Highlands and ride around on horses. It's Ooh, pretty cool. Lovely. <laughs> um, the, I, I lolled at the awkwardness of the girl falling on Reen and <laughs> him, being, him being like hands where she can see him. And then she still got mad <laughs> and still continues to be mad. Um, full, full disclosure, I'm also playing this on casual just so that I can kind of experience the story without I too think much. That's what I played it on too. I am a dirty, dirty casual. Yeah, I, I, I'm loving the battle system so far. It's, it feels like a nice evolution from the Trails in the Sky battle system. It's quite a bit faster than Trails in the yeah. Sky, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's really, it feels really good. I, I'm liking it so far. I'm, I mean, unless something else comes along to catch my attention, I'm going to stick with it. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. The only gripe I had really with the battle system is that it loses some of the complexity that like Trails in the Sky had, where you thank God, where, where you almost yeah. I mean, that can be a good thing too because like part of that was where you almost had to mix and match different types of uh, you know, like you would have to mix wind with fire to make like a really powerful area of effect fire spell. Mm-hmm. And this one is just kind of like ah, oh, now you just use the same thing, you know, the same type of. Uh, the, the same type of wardment and they stack and you get more powerful spells than that. It yeah. is much more simplified. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in the tutorial dungeon right now, so I'm sure it's going to ramp up a little bit and hopefully I'll get more time to play it this week. And I am playing it on Vita, which is why I started it and uh, how I can play it along with Dragon Quest. Hashtag team handheld. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I I needed something that was going to really hold my attention on a, a handheld, because like that's I said, cold pretty steel. Much, yeah, pretty much every 3DS game that's come out this year, I've finished, and there's nothing in the backlog that's really jumping out to me right now. So I, I wanted something that was going to last quite a bit, and then Dragon Quest. I I'm on the second act right now. I just got Eric back in my party and played through his whole story a bit. Yeah. I see what Pascal meant, meant last week by uh, Silvando kind of cranking up the fop to 11. Silvando, <laughs> best MVP of Act 2. Yeah, that scene with his dad and him putting the costume on his dad and just the look of why did I sign up for this after that it scene. Was so good. <laughs> Everyone that, should go play Dragon Quest One. That had me in version. stitches. Don't wait, play now. I can't play now, you're playing it. Oh, okay. You know, there's more than one save slot. You can play when I'm not here. Well, why don't you talk about Dragon Quest XI, Chris? Because you are playing it. No, no. Kelly's covered it. That's oh, the important um, part. Okay. Enjoy Silvando. How, how, how far are you, Chris? <laughs> I still haven't finished. Um, I've had some delays this week due to issues going on in our lives. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, 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 I'm still chugging my way through Act 2, and I'm about to go crazy with, like, um, I, I think I'm going to go and, like, do some some stuff I've seen online where I'm going to take lots of casino chips and turn it into lots of gold so I can go buy lots of items to do more crafting because that's what my life is about in this game. It's more crafting. Okay, I, I just got through that part. It's where you get Jade back. Um, well, I, I've actually been through there once and I'm going to go back again. Okay. I, I was about to say, like, don't waste your time because you lose all of those tokens. Well, those, yeah, I know that. I know what you're talking about that. No, I'm talking about, like, actual casino tokens I get to keep. No, the, uh, I I actually did a little bit of casinoing last night um, after that section just because I, I finally got the hang of the uh, slots that actually pay out pretty decent. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, the I hang got... the of it being just press X a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I got some kind of counter that was supposed to let you cheat in the slime slots. All right. So here's our theory on that as of a week and a half ago when I last read up on this. We think that there's a bug and that when you're playing the slime slots and you can press R1 to get a bunch of stats on the top of the screen, we think you're not supposed to be able to do that until you have the counter. Okay. That's yeah, the theory, because nothing else makes sense. Nothing else has changed when you have that counter. I Okay, because I was Googling it and like, okay, what is different? 
different here, yeah. and I couldn't figure it out. Slime Quest is the biggest mystery in this game. Nobody's figured it out. <laughs> and I don't think anyone's going to spend time trying to because there's better ways to make casino chips. So, yeah. Oh, I, I, I queued up 100 spends and just watched the slots go and didn't really win anything no, from no, it. But no. That's the only good part. Is It's the only one you can play on your own, but really all it's for is getting enough chips to then go over to the real slots and make money on them. Yeah. Yeah, so, so um I might I might min max some of the actual slots when I go back to um well actually no I I can't do have access to the main casino now. Then never mind. Yeah. But yeah, I was going to say something else too and I completely forgot. Well, while you're thinking, Josh should also talk about his Dragon Quest time this week. Have you oh, been Dragon Oh, you're Quest playing too? Dragon Quest? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm not playing the the cool one eleven. Oh. Um, <laughs> no. I, 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 yeah, who needs I w- you then? Yeah, I dove, <laughs> I dove into my backlog and finally pulled out uh, Dragon Quest Eight on the 3DS. Oh yay! And started that up. Hey, that's that's still good. It is. It is good. You know, we we had those unless long you play recordings. it and don't get the real ending, then it's not good. <laughs> we'll see. I've got to get through it, Anna. Um, yeah, when you got those long rec- backtrack recording sessions, and, and and this week where there was long sections on like Undertale and uh, a couple other games I hadn't played, I had to do something while but, it was recording. Just to so. be clear, you're talking about every backtrack recording session. <laughs> hey, we had to split it up into two parts this time. Oh, goodness, okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it was two nights. Otherwise, new records. Much game again. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it topped the uh, Disgaea episode, but it no, was it getting up. It there. was pretty close. <laughs> So I haven't gotten that far in that two or three hours in. It's, you know, it looks pretty good. I am bummed that it doesn't have the orchestrated music, but, you know, it's on 3DS. What do you want? Um, I, want I love the orchestrated the face- music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, glad anyway. I bought, I'm glad I bought the PC version of 11. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hack that. Oh, you do that I hack? Yeah, that. that's cool. Oh, I'm going. I plan on it. Yeah. Um, but the the only thing I I'm bummed about I love that they sped up the battles that that helped so much I wish I would he could he was also sped up when you're running around on the field that would be kind of a added plus to help you move around quicker but you know at least you can see all the enemies now and you don't have to really have random encounters anymore Yeah, eleven does a good job of uh, increasing the pace of the overworld so that you don't feel like you're just running around with nothing. You get a horse. Of course that- of course, that was all added for the U.S. release and not in the Japanese version. Yeah. Poor, poor Japanese version. Well, but you could still get the mounts in the Japanese version. But yeah, you're right. Being able to run with just the hero, that is nice that they added that. But otherwise, I haven't had that much time to play this week. I'm still been playing a little bit more of Metal Mag Xeno. I'm, ab- I'm about ready to give up the you know, wave the white flag on that game. Are, are you reviewing it or... No. Oh, Pat Pascal is writing up. I think the review. I, I okay. don't know. I'm going to write up something on it. I don't Do you have know a physical a copy of that not. so you can put it in the microwave? Afraid not. No, no that's digital too bad. only. Yeah. Right. So I'm not going to. I'm not going to stick my PS4 in the microwave. No, I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> I don't hate Metal Magzino that much. <laughs> hey, run over the disc with your car. Don't no risk burning down your. Oh. Oh. Okay. Don't risk burning down your house over that crap. Ah, all right. The the end game, the last boss in Zeno is just awful. 
I got to the I got to the final boss at like the 25 hour mark, and I've got to be well over 40 now and still haven't managed to beat him. Because like it, it it's awful because it's this it's not just you fight the last boss it's this forced boss rush at the end that you can't save in the middle of, so if you fail you have to do the whole thing over again, and oh, it makes no. it it makes it take like an hour every single time you want to try it. And <laughs> it's also a thing that the end game is uh, like uh, the, these big tank battles. And as far as at least as far as I can tell, all the reading I've done, like translating Japanese websites, trying to figure this stuff out, like grinding up for your character levels really doesn't make much difference on how much damage your tanks do. Like there's some stats that have a little bit of influence on on your tank skills, but not much. So even going up like 10 or 15 levels doesn't really change how much damage you do to that final boss. It's much more about the equipment you have on your tank. And at a certain point, there's only so much, you know, new equipment you can add. And that last boss, he just keep he has this one attack that can hit all three of your characters at once. And kind of like best case scenario, it takes like a third to half of your shields down. And then it also has like a really high crit rate. So it just keep I had like three or four runs in a row where he just got crits and took out like two of my tanks in one go. And it's just like, oh, well, this this one didn't going well. <laughs> So after doing that over and over four or five, six times, like ugh, Pascal managed to luck out and get past it. So I'm kind of like, eh, if he wants to review it, man, go for it. <laughs> and you can't find any decent strategies on GameFAQs? The, no, no. The strategies are yeah. basically reliant. There, there are two different ways. You either kind of like you uh, go for essentially, well, damage per turn. And you try and build a party to just do as much damage as quickly as possible and just kind of hope you get lucky on, you know, he doesn't get crits or he misses some of your party. Or you go like you go after these certain um, skills that this one class has that raises your tank evasion. And so you can just kind of like pile all your people into one tank and raise the evasion and try and hope that you avoid hit the hits enough times to last long enough to do enough damage. But it is it, like either way, it seems like it kind of relies on getting at least a little bit lucky. <laughs> and just nothing else in the game is like this, you know, like they didn't build up to this, like kind of bringing you along and teaching you like, you know, how to maximize the battle system. They just kind of dumped this really tough boss at the end. There's there's no that's something I forgot to mention last week. Like there's no tutorials in this game, really. It does not tell you how to do anything. And so you really have to figure out all this stuff on your own or, you know, go online and try and look for stuff. I mean, when I started playing the game, it took me an hour to figure out the, how to even turn off the auto run feature. I was just running. You just press a direction and your character would just keep running. I couldn't Ooh. figure out what on earth was going on until I just, you know, like randomly hit a button and he stopped doing it. So, you know. Metal Max, not not a real great return of that franchise. <laughs> what a bummer. And then uh, the, the only other thing I've been playing is 428 Shibuya Scramble, which is I continues love to be that really you keep good. putting screenshots in. Um, are you putting them in Slack or in Discord or both? Uh, I've been doing it in Discord every okay, once good. in a while. So, hey, if you want to come to Discord and come see the cool screenshots that uh, Josh has been sharing, you can head to 
rpgamer.com um, slash discord or you can go to rpgamer.com click on community choose discord so come join us yeah I love that game sense of humor it's really fun but it, it I've gotten to the end it does get it actually does get like really serious and heavy toward the end but okay. like it it's been a lot of fun the only the only negative thing I'll say about it is right here at the end there are like a couple of things that basically there you have to hmm unlocking a couple of certain paths is done in a way that I don't think is very uh well telegraphed by the game and it just feels like you almost just have to stumble into I mean I just looked it up on a Japanese website because I was starting to get a little annoyed with like how the heck do I you know like I'm kind of stuck here how do I get past this bad end but beyond that everything else in the game has been fantastic it's just it's it is a fantastic interesting funny visual novel and and you don't see anything like it with the way it uses um yeah uh, regular screenshots mixes in a tiny bit of full motion video the weird characters it, it, it's great every you know like it kind of got forgotten in the dragon quest spider-man week launch week so i i hope people pick you know give, give it some attention and look give it a look give it a look but that, that's that's pretty been, much been it for me for me this week. <laughs> Anna, does that leave you? It does, just me. Um, so I did finish Jake Hunter and uh, Jake Hunter Detective Smoking. Stories: Ghosts of the Dusk, and that was good. That was really good. It was just like the right length. Um, the last case that I played had a totally different art style and a totally different mechanic to it, um, which was a great way to wrap up the game. Um, and so I was like, all right, so it's Tuesday and the world ends with you comes out on Friday. So I got to figure out something that'll fill like three days, two days. So I decided to play the story mode of Puyo Puyo Tetris. What is the story in Puyo Puyo Tetris? Um, I still don't understand what the story is. So the story in Puyo Puyo Tetris is that they have popped so many Puyos that it has torn space and time. And now the Tetris dimension and the Puyo Puyo dimension are starting to merge together. <laughs> Okie doke. And everyone in the Tetris dimension is named after the shape of their block. So there's an L and a J and an I and a Z and an S. And a T. And an X. There's No, there shouldn't be an X. He he's the former Tetris king. Oh, okay. Um, and so and then there's Puyo Puyo people, and they have like normal names, like I. No, that's a Tetramino. That's a hey, Tetris I? guy. Yes, I is in the stick, is in the thing Why you get Tetrises with. Um, because there's one anthropomorphic character in each cast. Okay. What about Ringo, being a girl. Yes. That's weird. No. Yeah, because Ringo's the drummer for the Beatles. Yes, but that doesn't necessarily make it a guy name. What about Clug? Is that a normal name? Yes, that's one of the Puyo Puyo people. Rafina, that's a normal name? Puyo Puyo person. Sig? Yeah, Puyo Puyo person. I'm just saying, these aren't normal names. They're anime names. Okay. (laughs) All right. Normal for anime. I'm with you. I got it. Yeah. All right. Um... 
And so generally speaking, when you're playing a Puyo Puyo person, they play Puyo Puyo. And generally speaking, oh, it's the Ocean Prince. Um, when you play a Tetris person, they play with Tetraminos. Um, except there are random times in the game where like someone is teaching the other side how to play their game. So like Ringo is sort of the main character for the Puyo Puyo side. Um, she plays Tetris and Puyo Puyo pretty interchangeably. Um, so I did like the game with a small sort of star caveat at the end, which is um, I am much better at Tetris than I am at Puyo Puyo, which was kind of frustrating sometimes. Um, and also there's there's two additional modes and one of them is really cool and one of them I don't enjoy. Um, so there is something called a switch mode where basically you get 30 seconds on your Tetris grid and then 30 seconds on your Puyo Puyo grid and it switches back and forth between them. Um, and then there's another mode called Fusion where you are playing with both Tetraminos and Puyos on the board at the same time. And they don't match with each other. You have to match them with their... Um, you have to match Tetris blocks with Tetris blocks and Puyos with Puyos. And I hate that mode. Um, my brain just does not work that way. So I found it very, very frustrating. Um, yeah. But I got all the way through it. And I was very happy. I ended up with like 50-ish percent of the stars. So every level that you play through in the story mode um, has a 1, 2, or 3 star rating. I guess a 0, 1, 2, 3, or uh, 0, 1, 2, or 3 star rating. Um, and so, yeah, I got about half of the stars total. And that made me happy. And that was exactly how was much... It Sorry, go ahead. Was it particularly difficult to get through it all? Yes and no. Um, so um, at the start of chapter two, there's a really big difficulty spike. So you do kind of have to go back and replay chapter one and sort of get good. Um, I found the fusion levels really challenging. It, there weren't that many. Um and, like, the last few levels of the final world are really hard. Um, so, but, I mean, it's practice makes perfect. And since the pieces are randomly selected, um, some play some playthroughs are better than others. Um, so it's a matter of how well you take advantage of those things. And, like, how comfortable you are with, like, um, auto-dropping pieces... So, like, you can flick up on the um, left stick and it will, like, lock your Tetris piece in place. Like, you're playing Grandmaster Tetris. Mm -hmm. um, but you do have to be careful because if you flick it up and to the left and up and to the right, uh, it will move the pieces it's locking in. So you do kind of need to be careful. I forgot. Does this one have infinite spin? Um, yes. As in, can you turn a piece over and over again? Well, I th the way Infinite Spin works is that you, as long as you're pressing the button, you can continue to spin until you actually hit down to lock it into place. Oh, you know what? I never even tried that. I didn't know that was um, a thing. 
there's there's a um, debate going on in the Tetris community as to whether or not that breaks the meaning of Tetris because most of the time you can only get like two or three spins in before you can uh, before it finally drops. But infinite spin really changed that. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know why that's a thing, but that's a thing. Apparently, it's a thing. Um, I like watching people speedrun Tetris. So I do too. It well, was the Tetris. Cool. You you like to watch people speedrun. Infinite spin is irrelevant. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's like Grandmaster. <laughs> Pieces fall so fast; they don't spin that much. That um, gives me anxiety to watch. <laughs> Um, and so, since I was done Puyo Puyo exactly in time, I started playing The World's Ends With You Final Remix yesterday. Yay! So, how's that? Oh, it's quite good. Um, so, here's sort of the interesting thing, is the control scheme is kind of backwards from what I thought it would be. It so, sounded weird reading Alex's review. Right. So, here's the deal is... is when you play it in handheld mode, which is the screen and the two Joy-Cons on the left and the right, it's touch controls. If you take off the Joy-Cons and play it in tabletop mode, it's played with the Joy-Cons. <laughs> and that feels so very backwards. It sounds backwards. What if you it... take off the Joy-Cons to play it with touch mode? No, you can't. No. Okay. If the Joy-Cons cool. are off, it's in tabletop mode. Is that the same as if you dock it? Yes. Okay. If you dock it, you play with the Joy-Cons. Well, that I think is no way of making sure the controls are the same. No what pro about controller. The pro? No pro controller. No! Yep. You, have uh, to... you can't do pro controller because you need them to move uh, the two Joy-Cons separately, right? Yeah, so <sighs> when you're playing in docked mode, and maybe in handheld mode too, um, you there's motion controls. Well, motion controls and, and pro controller can go together. The question is, do you need to move like no, left it, it and requires, right differently? Yeah, it requires like gyro. No, the pro controller has a gyro. Okay. Well, whatever. It doesn't support the pro controller. Okay. That's annoying. <laughs> um, maybe because um, if you do co-op, you, you each have one controller. Yeah, when you play, you only need half of the Joy-Cons. Well, I thought I thought this game was about controlling two characters at once with one person, though. No, yes, yes, yes. So you how do. do you do that with one Joy-Con? Um, I don't know because I have no interest in playing that way. Okay. Um. Oh, actually, I sort of do. So, um, your your play who you the person that you're playing with is controlled by various um actions. So, like, I have Shiki on my team right now, and she's controlled by tapping on an enemy. And that's either physically tapping on the screen or using my Joy-Con to tap on the screen. Using so my Joy-Con move, So you're moving around and pressing things to control um, Neku and then tapping on enemies controls the second person? Yes. Okay. At least for Shiki. It may for be Shiki. different for other partners. Okay. So the touch controls I can make sense of. It just sounds like the iPad version, but the Joy-Con controls still sound weird. Yeah. So you're controlling like a cursor on the screen? Yes. We haven't heard anybody say they like them. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, all of the reviews that I've read and all the people that I've talked to are like, um, it's the touch controls are great. The Joy-Con controls are bad. 
um, because they get desynced really easily. What I don't understand is why there's not a mode where you play with one Joy-Con on the side and use the Joy-Con for one character and the touchscreen for the other character. Um, so there is a co-op, and each of you get half of the Joy-Cons, and you pointer at the screen. So could you play co-op with just yourself, maybe? Mm, if you're really coordinated, maybe? <laughs> I'm just trying to get it to be more like the 3DS version, sort of. Yeah, the boat's kind of sailed on that one. How did that one work? I don't know, because I played it in simplified mode, because I hated it. Oh, okay. I hated the two-screen thing. I just It made me dizzy. So you just played one character, and the game played the other one for mm-hmm, you? Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you do that here? No. Oh. Would it be better if, it, if you could? I'm stance neutral. Okay. How, oh, what difficulty do you play on? Um, it varies. So oh. here's the cool thing about The World Ends With You, is it has... Um, uh, this neat mechanic where you can change the difficulty on the fly and you can change your level on the fly. And so the idea is, is um, the lower your relative level to the enemies and the more challenging the difficulty is, the more likely you are to get pins. Actually, no, I should rephrase that. The lower your level is, the more likely you are to get pins. Depending on your difficulty, it changes which pins are dropped. Okay, cool. Yes. And then um, I don't know what these pins do. So pins are your actions during combat. So, and pins are activated by different um, motions. So there are some pins that you just tap on the pin and it uses it. Um, there are pins that you have to swipe in a certain direction. There are pins that you have to tap. There are pins that you have to press and hold. Um, there are pins that you have to tap on the enemy. There are things you have to press and hold on the enemy. Um, so like the early set of pins that you get, you get one that you swipe across, um, the stuff that's in the scene. So like park cars and, and, um, barriers and stuff, and you can throw them at the enemy. Um, and then you get one that's a fireball and you have to press and hold somewhere that isn't on top of an enemy and it creates a little fireball. Um, and then there's one that you tap a whole bunch and it lightnings the enemy, which is really good to um, pair with Shiki because when you tap on an enemy, she also attacks. And so you get these synergy attacks, which do more damage. If you're attacking and Shiki's attacking at the same time, you do more damage and you build up this... Um, um, Yay meter. I forget what it's called. Um, EA meter? Sync. So like the no, higher yay, gets, the more your game Yay sucks? meter. I think oh. it's called like a sync meter. Oh, all right. Um, and when you get to 100% sync, you do... Um, a a spe- bunch of loot boxes. You can, you, can do, oh. you can do a special attack if you tap on it. If you wait until you get 200%, you can do an even better special attack. I really would prefer the EA meter. So I'm liking it so far. I'm on like day four of the week one and I got distracted by grinding a whole bunch of stuff because I like buying um, clothes. So because it's based in Shibuya, um, everybody's very fashionable. And so there's 13 brands of stuff in the game and some pins are branded and all of the clothing that you wear is branded. And so you want to wear brands that are popular in the area that you're in. So you need to be fashionable. You do. 
That being said, if you don't have the fashion that works in that particular district, if you fight over and over again wearing a certain style, it will become popular. The only time that doesn't work is if you're wearing the number 13 style in a district that never changes, or at least it didn't before. I I I want to pick this up, but I knew that October was going to be a very bloated month for games, so I might just put it on my Christmas list. Yeah, I didn't want to wait. All right. So I I remember driving my father nuts with the original 3DS version because I was tapping and slashing so hard on the bottom screen. Because you you know the harder you tap, the more damage you do. Yeah, not so much. Yeah, no, no. Chris is watching seven times a game over was more fun than winning. And it's got all of these Lara Croft fails going on. In the older games, though. Yes. Because <laughs> the new games, they aren't enjoyable to watch her die. <laughs> Not new games, so much. It's, just, it's terrible when she dies. <laughs> yeah, because she gets impaled on spikes and stuff. Um... So yeah, if you want to figure out what the heck Chris is watching, you can join us every week live at 9 Eastern, New Pacific at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. And with that, we should go into the news. Thank you. What the? No, Chris, no. Wrong thing. Hey, Chris. Hey. Extra Life 2018 is Extra Life. Hey, everybody. Let me tell you about Extra Life. Extra Life is a thing we do every year to raise money for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. I'm playing for Children's Hospital of Wisconsin, and I would like you to help me play games for 25 hours straight, raising money to help heal kids, bring money into the Children's Hospitals Department for things like research of pediatric diseases, um, supplies, and things to help kids um, deal with being in the hospital for a long time. If you would like to support me, which... This is my ninth extra life. You guys have been wonderful in the past. Please help continue to be wonderful in the future. <laughs> um, it really helps. Um, it's a wonderful thing we can do together. Um, a dollar an hour is what I'm asking for. Would you consider donating $25 to me? All you got to do is go to rpgamer.com, click on the extra life thing, find my link there, send me your monies, and then come watch me play. At uh, We'll probably stream it on... Uh, what am I going to do? We're going to be on uh, PlayStation... I'm going to be on PlayStation Nation streams. Um, so over at uh, PS Nation, twitch.tv slash PS Nation on uh, November 4th. Going to stream games all day with Glenn Percival. And um, yeah, and Anna will be there, but she's not going to play this year. So all your money should go to me. Um, she's going to help support us as we play. Yay. Yeah, because she's getting too old for this crap. <laughs> 24 hour <laughs> mar- marathons. I'm getting too sick for this crap. Yeah, that's too. Um, I'm too old for this crap, but because Glenn's coming over and he's totally a 24-hour dude still, that uh, well, I guess 25. Um, we're gonna do the we're gonna do the full thing just like last year. Woo! So um, there'll probably be some more multiplayer stuff involved since I'm doing it with Glenn. And oh, at some point I'm gonna try to stream on the RP Gamer channel. Um, so in addition to the PS Nation channel being streamed from my house, we'll probably have the RP Gamer channel stream from a PS4, and you can watch me die in some sort of Dark Souls game for a while or something. I don't know. Um, 
and hopefully we can get some Jackbox going on and that sort of stuff. So just stay tuned. Be there in the chat rooms and harass us. Um, we'll have an, a Discord channel, I think, for Extra Life that day and just uh, hang out all day playing games with each other. And it should be fun. Um, but uh, I do need your donations. That's what makes it all worth doing. So go to rpgamer.com, click on the Extra Life banner, and uh, donate to me or Sarah or Scott or Sam. Uh, those are all RP Gamer players that are playing this year. Um, and we need your donations and uh, help heal those kids. So thank you for your support. All right. Thanks, Chris. Mm-hmm. All right. More news. Um, I think we talked about this on the, already. Um, Sword Out Online Fatal Bullet expansion is getting a release date. What does that mean? Uh, we talked about it last week. Oh, right. The Dissonance of the Nexus. And oh, just sounds, in case we that didn't... That sounds like a great title. Just in case we didn't mention the date last week, it's coming to PS4, Xbox One, and PC on January 18th, 2019. All right. So moving on. Um, CD Projekt Red is partnering with Digital Scapes. Digital Scapes. For Cyberpunk 2077. Digital Scapes. Yeah. So, um, Digital Scapes is their official partner on Cyberpunk 2077. Um, it's a Vancouver-based development team. So, this game will be made half in Poland and half in Canada. Probably not exactly that split. <laughs> but that's all the news we have. They just announced that they're going to have a partner in development. Um, if you have a PSVR and you said to yourself, I, uh, there's something missing from my collection... We have the answer to what that is. And oh, it's what is it? Borderlands 2. Oh, no. Anna, <laughs> Borderlands 2 is what killed the Vita. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it killed the Vita TV. It killed, it killed all the Vita It killed things. all the Vita stuff. <laughs> yeah. Right. It, it, this is bad. Uh, PSVR is going to die. That, I could argue that the Vita was already dead. <laughs> Boo. Oh, that's fair. All right. So um, Borderlands 2 VR is coming to the PlayStation 4. Uh, VR on uh, f- December 14th and it will cost forty nine ninety nine. Um, if you pre-order it you will get an exclusive PS4 theme um, featuring Salvador, Maya, Axton, and Zero. And okay. it sounds weird how like they're going to have different control schemes whether you use the move controller or you use a regular DualShock. Yes. So you're going to like... I, uh, you know, you're going to be able to teleport if you're using the move controllers, and it just kind of says that the DualShock controls will be available Damn. as well. So I don't know if that's going to be go- – if you're going to be able to move around normally using the dual- DualShock or if it's still going to be teleport or – I don't know. Yep. So um, – and also you can BAMF, which is an awesome short form. See, I'll, I'll be curious if you can make characters uncomfortable like you can in that uh, Final Fantasy fishing game. So that, you know, you see, you stare at Mad Moxie for a little while and she just looks at you funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, if you haven't yet purchased Star 2 Valley because it wasn't on a platform of your choice, you will have a new platform of choice. Um, Star 2 Valley is coming to iOS on October 24th, 2018. Um, it was ported not by Concerned Ape or Chucklefish. It was... Uh, put out by secret police um it has a completely redesigned ui for uh, mobile versions um you can transfer a save from pc to the ios version but no other platforms um they are also looking at putting out um an android version 
um, but they don't have any news on that yet. Um, so if you're interested in pre-ordering it, it is $7.99 USD or local equivalent with no additional in-app purchases or ads. Um, tangentially related, mm-hmm. so, somebody on our Slack posted a link to a mod for the PC version that changes all of the monsters in the game into Dragon Quest monsters. Yes, go beat up in, slimes. I'm sorry, in what game? Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. That's so amazing. Would that make you interested in playing it, Chris? Um, I'd rather play Graveyard Keeper. Okay. It's pretty fun. All right. Um, so if you have already jumped into Moonlighter and you were like, oh, I wish that once I beat the game, I could play it again. I have good news for you. Oh. New Game Plus has arrived. When are you going to play the first game? Uh, when it actually gets here. It's already, we've had it for months. No, my Switch version is not here yet. Okay. So, um, besides uh, New Game Plus, um, new difficulty, um, new weapon sets, new amulets, um, you there's also like a whole bunch of fixes and dungeon fixes, um, improved translations, improved UI, improved controls, um, also dungeon fixes like <laughs> fixing fake floors um, and... <laughs> uh, fixing uh, physical visual blurby bloopies that were happening. Um, so these this patch has only come out for PC so far. Um, but the PS4 and Xbox version will get a patch like this in the future and no word on whether these will simply be available in the Switch version, which is coming out next month. Um, so if you were looking for a free-to-play game for your PS4... Oh, boy. You can play Cryptract. Uh, what? You can play Cryptract. What is that? Um, so this was originally... Came, this originally came out on iOS and Android and was a catch em clone. Was this out in the U.S.? I know it said Japan. Nope. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't... it was Cryptark. It's Crypt... I can't even say Crypt-tract. this name. Cryptract. No, there's no two T's. Cryptract. No, there's two T's. Crypt, tract, crypt, crypt racked. Okay, yes. I see what you mean. Hey, it's an iOS and Android game in Japan. Yes, that's mm-hmm. what so, we just talked about. Oh, so this is a free-to-play garbage? Uh, hard to say. I mean, it's... Does it have 17 free currencies and like 14 hard currencies? Good question. Maybe you should download it onto the PS4 well, and try I'm it looking out for at us a, next I've got, week, uh, I'm looking. I see one, two, three, four, five, six currencies in the upper left window of the game. Uh-huh. That's not a good sign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are, what, anyone have a good sense for whether or not people are liking it? No. Because okay. it no. like just came out. Okay. Like Friday. I bet you it sucks. All right. So if it's you... good. It's good looking free to play garbage. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, one of us will have to try it the next week. It. Not it. Not it. Uh, actually, that's it's... you, Anna. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Um, I'm gonna make that our question of the week. Um, do you? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not you telling all do it the. Because I don't want to play. <laughs> I'm not telling the players to go play Cryptract. The question of the week is: Do you play free to play games on consoles? There you go. Can one of you try this? Because I don't want to touch it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance has a new DLC coming. Ooh, sexual harassment DLC. What? <laughs> it's called Amorous Adventures. Yes. Of bold Sir Hans Capone. Sir it's Hans? It's wooing middle-aged version. It's what? 
It's getting your middle age, uh, your middle ages wooing on. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sure this will be totally equitable and fair to women. <laughs> <laughs> the amorous adventurers find players amorous. assisting their friends Hans Capone, a man who looks to win the affection of the beautiful Carolina. You need to acquire magic love potions, a lost family brooch, and romantic poetry, all while dodging Carolina's family. It's the butcher's daughter, and the butcher comes after you with his giant cleaver, I take it. Uh, I don't <laughs> know. Well, and there's a free tournament update, too, apparently. Yes. So yeah. all of that is coming on October 16, 2018 to PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Okay. All right, and we got more details about Melton. Melton! Yes. Melton! I don't know what its voice is yet. But... Yes. Um, so the only way to get it is to use the transfer feature between Pokemon Go on iOS and Pokemon Let's Go, um, either Eevee or Pikachu on the Switch. So this is one of those... Okay. Yeah. This is one of the special Pokemon that you transfer yeah. over from the new game. No, no, no. So yet. what it is is um, normally when you transfer Pokemon from Pokemon Go from your phone to your Switch, you get candies, Pokeballs, useful items of mm -hmm. some sort. But the first time you do a transfer, you'll get a Meltan. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. So, oh, no, I'm sorry. They've changed it since they originally announced this. The first time you will get a mystery box. And once you open the mystery box, Meltan jump out of it, and then you can catch it in the wild. Oh, all right. So you're infecting the world of Pokemon Let's Go yes. with a Meltan virus, basically. Yeah, and so wow. the idea is is the box is only open for a specific amount of time, and after the mystery box closes, the Meltan will disappear from the world, and you'll have to transfer something else to oh, open okay. the box again. So does that mean they don't survive in the wild? Let's go and you're dooming them to death in the I, wilds? I don't know. I don't really want to think about that, Chris. Okay. Yeah, we got to get into an ethical discussion of Pokemon treatment in the Pokemon well, I, world. Anyways, well, we'll, I mean, know, we'll know fairly soon. But we've been, Anna and I are very big experts on Pokemon now. We've been watching it nonstop on Twitch lately. So You've been watching it nonstop. Yeah. I, I can tell you there's nothing ethical about the Pokemon world. <laughs> So uh, you won't have too long to wait because to figure out all these details for yourself because uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee launch on the Nintendo Switch on November 16th. Hey. And you can go watch these trailers where you can see that Nintendo has put an insane amount of money into them. I would like to point out that nobody is comfortable about how P Professor Oak looks like a different species of human than Professor Willow. <laughs> I'm glad it's not just me. It, you pointed it out to me, and now I can't unsee it. It's just wrong. Um, there's also going to be a special Pokemon available for uh, uh, as a download code at GameStop next week, or starting next week. The uh, Thunder Kitty. Zoria. Oh, cool. Yeah, and it's the only way to get it, unless you hack yep. it. Yep. So how, where do you get this? You GameStop, have to go to GameStop and GameStop, ask for... GameStop, BB Games, do I Game, have to? or... Yeah, it's the only way to get I it. I really don't want to, though. Yeah, I know. That really sucks. Just, if they ask you if you want to pre-order anything, just say you're already pre-ordered. Oh. Excuse. That works, huh? I didn't think about so, that. That's so a, the, be... One simple hack that will save you so much time at GameStop. Just say, yeah, I've already pre-ordered it. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a pair of reviews up on the site this week. 
Um, we did a review for The Greater Good, um, which is an upcoming um, retro uh, turn-based RPG that's coming to the PC. Um, Matt gives it a three out of five and talks about the good and bad of it. And then Alex, um, who he talked about this last week, um, reviewed The World Ends With You Final Remix. And so he has good things to say. He has some bad things to say. But at the end of the day, he gives it a four out of five. So go to the site and read those reviews. All right. Yay. We got briefs. Boxers. No, briefs. Panties. Oh. Okay. Oh. 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 All right. Boy shorts. <laughs> um, there's some new details for the upcoming action RPG, Lapis Reabyss which is Lapis Cross Labyrinth in Japan. Um, so this has only a release date in Japan. So it's coming to Japan for PS4 and Switch on November 29th. Um, I, it's an NIS game. It's so. an NIS game. So we know it's coming here. We just don't know any of the details yet. Yeah. So if you're interested in checking out the game, we have a trailer and a write-up of the new details that they put out. Um. We also have new details for Dragon Quest Builders 2, um, which is coming out December 20th in Japan. Technically, there's no release date for um, a Western release. I think we know it's coming, and that's the extent of it. So, new screenshots. Go check them out. Yeah. Lots of new screenshots. Yeah. Um, Compile Heart uh, gave some more details about the Ark of Alchemists combat. Uh, This is a game that's heading to Japan for PS4 on February 7th, 2019. Um, This is um, done by some of the people that did Fairy Fencer F. Um, No announcement for a release date in North America or Europe on this one yet. Um, Varner of the Dragon Song has also had some more detail. Um, Compile Heart put out art and a whole bunch of information about the starring cast. Um, as well as more screenshots. And this is coming out. Um, uh, it's, it's actually out in Japan now on PlayStation 4. And again, no um, announcement for a release date on this yet. Although, again, this is another game that Idea Factory International will probably pick up. We have more information about Death and Request, um, including uh, an official um, opening movie in for in english and a website so yes what's on the website a bunch of stuff oh okay this is another one of those mmo come to life games yeah so i i got to kind of get uh, a pretty interesting walkthrough of this game at e3 this year um even though they didn't announce it for like a couple months after that um and so it looks really cool it's uh it's like you're, fr- you're friends with a dude that used to work on an MMO. The MMO shut down and now your friend is stuck inside of the MMO. And Goodness. there's like bugs in the game and the bugs are leaking out into real is life. Is that his severance package? Yeah. No. Lock you away in the MMO? So the, the interesting sort of hook to this game is is the the dilemma is, is you 99% of the people who try to finish this game fail. Okay. And so you have to be the 1%. Oh. 
Okay. All right. Um, so Level 5 has announced that they are delaying both of their big upcoming titles. So... What are those Delaying again? them in Japan. In Japan. In Japan. So it's delayed Inazuma 11 Aries from fall to winter for PS4, Nintendo Switch, iOS, and Android. Um, and then Yokai Watch 4 was originally winter and it's uh, for Nintendo Switch, and it's now spring 2019. So Sam played both of these at TGS. So go check out our impressions of both of them. And one of those mm-hmm. we have footage for. Yes. Yeah, so even though they just uh, delayed it, they they put out a new trailer as well. So two tra- two new trailers. So go check them out. Man, Yokai looks really good. Does it? Did you watch the trailers? Uh, yeah, no, they look I have really it. good. I've got it on the stream right now. It looks like a Switch game. <laughs> yeah. After all those years on 3DS, it just looked really good on the Switch. It looks super realistic now. Um, yeah. No, no, it does not look super realistic. Look at what's running around on the screen. Mm-hmm. Look at these little monster ghost things. That is not realistic. Mm-hmm. This guy has his brain exposed. All right? That's not... There's nothing realistic about this. And this is the Attack on Titan takeoff, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> okay, th- this this version of Yokai Watch actually looks kind of interesting since it's action-based. Uh, yeah. This looks like... What is this garbage? You're just like running around like a Tails battle. You stole system. his heart! This is not Yokai. I thought Yokai was supposed to be like Pokemon with like a spinning meter. Yeah, they got rid of that. Oh, okay. Now it's just tap A a bunch? Um, it varies from game to game. So well, like blasters I mean. and four each have a different well, class. Blasters is totally different, right? Yeah. All right. Um, feedback. Feedback. So we asked last week, what game made you realize you love JRPGs in general or reinvigorating your love? And Josh's you answer say, Josh? is John Dark. Oh, yeah. I've written about that on my, it. like my bio. <laughs> but yeah, Jean d'Arc, that was the game that kind of got me into that. I played RPGs before that, but that was the game that really sucked me in and got me hooked on them. For me, it was the two SNES Final Fantasies. That's what really pulled me in and made me a super fan. Final Fantasy 3 for the SNES. For me. Yeah, I don't remember what my first RPG was. It was well, probably the first one was Final Fantasy One. Yeah, like either Final Fantasy One or Dragon Quest, because it was like I was immediately attracted to the genre and stopped playing everything else. My first RPG was Shining Force uh, One and Two on the Sega Channel. Oh yeah, first RPG would have been Starflight back on the PC. Isn't they're making a new one of those? Or... Yes, they are. Yeah. Three finally. I hadn't decided if did I want that or not. Start that or not? <laughs> I don't think I did. I think I forgot about it. It's not the it. terrible space game we played at PAX, is it? No, that's Star Control Origins. Okay. That's the new Star Control. Okay. Which, the, yeah. Do you like Star Control as well, Josh? I don't think I've played it. Oh, okay. Okay. So we got feedback from people, too. Um, Lord Golbez says there are three games. Uh-oh. Um, goodness. Final Fantasy IV. Um, okay. I played a couple RPGs before, but they were just other games to me. Final Fantasy IV, Awakened by Love for the Genre. He also says Final Fantasy VII. Um, this game rejuvenated not only my love of JRPGs and RPGs in general, but video games as a whole. 
And then he says Persona 5. Um, the lackluster PS3 RPG library had led me to disillusionment with the modern RPG. Um, and then along comes Persona 5 at the head of the pack and reinvigorated my faith in the traditional turn-based RPG. Um, Victor says... Um, the game that hooked me on RPGs was Bard's Tale 2. My neighbor played this on his computer and I would play it for hours while house-sitting his cats. Um, the game that hooked me on JRPGs was Beyond the Beyond for PlayStation. Oh, what? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, no. I am so, so oh, sorry. Poor man. Today, it is rightfully criticized for its horrendous random encounter rate, among other flaws. But when I played it, I was amazed by the beautiful music of its soundtrack and its extensive storytelling. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm I'm continuing to shudder. Carrying on. Um, Strawberry Egg says, Tales of Symphonia was the game that made me a JRPG fan. At the time of its release, the game seemed okay. It's so original to me. I adored the story, characters, and really enjoyed the combat and cel-shaded graphics. I absolutely love the skits until still enjoy it when games do something similar. Although Pokemon Red was my first RPG in Fantasy Star Online episodes 1 and 2 were the games that made me actively seek out RPGs, Tales of Symphonia made me realize what I most love about RPGs. And we asked on Twitter, and people answered. So Vagrant Zero says, Breath of Fire for the SNES. I didn't even know what an RPG was until well after I'd beaten and forgotten about it, but damn if I didn't love it. And Ryan W. says, Legend of a Dragoon. Still probably my top 10, top 10 games today. Blech. All right, Beyond the Beyond or Legends of Dragoon? What's worse? Oh, do I have oh, to Beyond pick? the Beyond? Beyond the Beyond. Oh. Okay. I play. I need to play them both during like Extra Life and find out. Could be my uh, Deadly Towers esque punishment for this year. <laughs> Man, me and my friends borrowed uh, Beyond the Beyond from a friend, and we named the main character my ass, and the hilarity ensued with a lot of the dialogue. Um, really good one is naming your character in Harvest Moon, you bitch. Oh, really? <laughs> yep. What's up, you bitch? <laughs> Family show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Real here mature. to give you your first horse, you bitch. If you... If you... If you'd like to leave feedback for the show, 608-729-4098 is the voicemail and the texting number. Go ahead and call or leave a message there. You can email us at podcast at rpgamer.com or you can listen to, or excuse me, or you can leave a post on the show thread at rpgamer.com. Click on the show thread, leave your comment right there. And of course, you can listen live, twitch.tv slash rpgamer, and uh, leave a, an answer right in the chat while we're doing the show live. Question of the week next week is, did you play, or do you play free-to-play games on consoles? Do you play them at all? Justify yourself. <laughs> all right. New releases. What do we got, Anna? Uh, we have uh, lots of RPG adjacent titles this week. So we got Dark Souls Remastered coming to Switch on October 19th. That is an RPG. That is an RPG. Yeah. And then uh, Guacamelee Super Turbo Champion Edition Hurrah! is out now on Switch. Surprise! Chicken! Um, with the second one coming soon. And then Warriors Orochi 4 is coming out on PS4, Switch, Xbox One, and PC this week. I'm kind of interested in this. I might check it out. Warriors Orochi 4? No, you're not. Why not? Because <laughs> you don't... Because you have other, um, <clears throat> uh, uh, what do we call these? 
Musho, Musha, what's Muso? it called? Muso, Muso games Muso. that you haven't played. Yeah, like what? Dragon Quest, or Dragon, the Dragon Warriors one. Um, we have one. Yeah, Dragon Quest Heroes. Well, I guess we have both of them, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, but they're on PS4. Yeah. Eh. No, 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 no. You have them, you play them, and especially since they're more aimed at you than Warriors Orochi is. Soul Calibur Six also comes out this week, and Are I'm you gonna play kind that? of interested in that. Soul Calibur, all right. Yeah, especially if it has. It sounds like it has a pretty robust single player mode. All right, go get a code for it. Uh. Okay. <laughs> all right. What do we got? Uh, we talked extra life. I guess that's everything. Oh, okay. We're at the end of the show. Thanks, everybody. Hey, thank you, Anna. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you. Thanks, Josh. And thank, thank you. you, listener. Woo. And we will see... Wait, will we see everybody next week? Yeah. Yes. I might be gone because next week is our wedding anniversary. Aww, so. Congratulations. Woo, happy anniversary. Congrats. Five, five years. Yeah, so we we will be... We're, we're leaving like the day after the podcast and coming back the day before the podcast. So this week might be interesting. The next two weeks of podcast might be interesting. But until then... Stay safe, enjoy your RPGs, and see you next time. Go play Dragon Quest. Bye-bye. Bye.